The trouble is, I saw a score yesterday. I didn't realize they played rugby because Liverpool beat Manchester United seven <laughs> nil, and I thought, well, they must have picked up the ball and scored a try and then converted it. So, Mark, good morning. Hello, how are you? Well, I'm pleasantly accompanied by a view of the sea, so things are looking good. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> eh? I'm fine. We've had rain in the Karoo, and that's always good. And uh, we've had a cabinet reshuffle from the president, yeah. which is uh, extremely exciting, or perhaps not so much. Tim, if you regard that as extremely exciting, then I think you should get out more. Okay. This career <laughs> has affected you, my friend. I mean, what we had in my understanding of what I saw was a couple of things, if I might venture a first opinion on it, which is that we, we sort of gathered our friends about us in the presidency. Okay which is an interesting move away from specific tasks to general support, as I see it, okay? We need quite the opposite, I would argue, in our country. We need specific expertise sent off to do specific measurable actions, okay? And what we've got is more protection for the president amongst friends, and we've got like an inner, uh, inner circle, which I would be scared to call a bunker, but it's getting close. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody was a little bit underwhelmed. There were big changes. I mean, it's important that we've got a new deputy president. And I guess it's also important that we've got a minister specifically for electricity in Sputla Ramachopa. Mm. Um, but as you say, there's an awful lot of people who are something in the presidency, blah, blah, in the presidency. Oh, this person is this person in the presidency. So you have to wonder a bit whether this is a collection of political actions or a people designed for the task. I also, I was disappointed because I thought that he would take the opportunity to get a fighting team, you know, that he would make dramatic changes and uh, say, the past is behind us now, we are focused on the future, here's a whole bunch of young new people. But actually, you know, I suppose politics doesn't work like that. You've got to be strategic and think about the constituencies within your support base and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, I think we've got to stop talking about the future and start acting in the present. I mean, I think that's the missing piece here. I think Mashatina is a good result and a very good change from where we were. I also think we have to give credit where it's due. We've got some new names and some new energies, and I think the Minister of Electricity, by all accounts, seems to be the right person for the job. And we have to recognize, albeit that it's another can-kicking exercise, we have to recognize that this is only you know, going to be in place for a year or so. So it is a kind of an interim holding position. But I don't know that we've got as much time as a holding position would suggest that we do. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's over, it's behind us. I see they swapped the, the communications uh, minister with the minister in presidency. They swapped places. Hopefully that bodes well for my old friend Sapo. But I don't think we've woken up to a new dawn I don't think anything much has changed. Uh, we seem to be perpetuating a comfortable status quo, and the reality is not as comfortable as that oversight system would seem to suggest. Yeah, no, totally. I thought the most extraordinary moment was, uh, you know, the, 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 on the TV there was this electricity guide, and as Ramaphosa was speaking, there was the flashing neon light for stage five, <laughs> suddenly glinted above his left shoulder during the address. I mean, if that's not a, a sign of the times, it's hard to know what is. 
Well, you know, the electricity conundrum hasn't in any way improved. You know, we've got maybe someone who can, you know, watch it more closely and take direct responsibility, but we haven't changed the incumbent ministerial responsibility. So the place is also a little more cluttered, which can only lead to further indecision. We need, we need to avoid, we need to, we need to take hold of the, the, the disaster situation which has been declared and use it to do things which would otherwise take longer, not to clutter the decision-making process. And the biggest decision to me is going to be, do you fire up the capacity at the risk of it breaking down, or do you defer and let us live through levels of load shedding which keep the basic system intact? And those are fundamental decisions which will bear fruit or fraught in the next uh, 18 months. It's, it's an almost, yeah. it's an unenviable task to pick up such a uh, destroyed uh, no, it is, yeah. uh, entity. No, that's right. Can we not rather talk about the weather? I've got wonderful weather here. <laughs> so anything, anything. Except- yeah. <laughs> so you said before the program that you wanted to talk about uh, chat GPT. So yeah, I'm going to do the I, thing that I always do. I'm going to ask you a question that I already know the answer to. What oh, yeah, is- that won't be the first time. <laughs> Why does it have such a stupid name? Chat GPT. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I, I know, it, couldn't it be I something more, you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, the, um, the Zeus, things, the, the god of knowledge or something? Yeah, there are a few things that I, 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 I know with less certainty than this is that your answer to that, which you already know, is going to be better than mine. Right. Okay. I mean, you really do need you, you really do need to move out of print Albert occasionally so that you don't find yourself wondering about such things as the name of Chat GDP GPT or whatever it's called. Okay, so now here's the important part though. What does the GPT stand for? And I'll give you the answer straight away because no one knows this and or cares as it happens. Uh, so the answer is generative pre-trained transformer. So it's a conversational, that's the chat part, generative pre-trained transformer. And it is, and I'm quoting here, an auto-regressive language model released in 2020 that uses deep learning to produce human-like text. Given the initial text prompt, it will produce text that continues the prompt. How does that sound? Well, uh, Tim, you may have improved my vocabulary, but not my life with that expose. Okay. (laughs) So, So... Here's, here's my worry. Okay. I understand that ChatGPT passed an MBA exam set by a Wharton professor. Okay. Which, wow. and, and in fact, some of my mates got it to, to write my next column for me, which I discarded, although it would have saved me a lot of time. And right. so this is the problem. I treated this. You don't, it's a passing and gathering and regurgitation of information. It is not an accumulation of you know, knowledge to use such a thing. It is, it is the classic teach a man to fish, don't give him fish. And as we rely more and more on AI, we're going to lose I. Okay. AI eventually does away with human eye. Okay. And, 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 and it's a bit like testosterone. If you keep taking testosterone to stay a big, big boy, you are going to find that your body stops making testosterone because it's, doesn't think it's required anymore. And God forbid that we find ourselves in a world 
where we depend on AI for our advance. AI doesn't have intuition. It doesn't have anticipation. It doesn't have fear. It doesn't have joy. It has none of those things which define the progress of human endeavor. I I treat it with disdain. Isn't it? Isn't it yeah. <laughs> okay. I think. In fact, I, I would argue it's an oxymoron. I do think you might be, and I, but generalizing here perhaps, but I do think you might be showing your age a little bit. I mean, why why is it not just why are people so upset by it? That's what I don't understand, or or, or suspicious of it. Why is it not just a tool? Like in the old days, when you were doing your accounts for uh, Standard Merchant Bank, what you would do is you would take out a pen and then you would write down a sum and then you do the sum. Yeah. And then eventually those little calculators came out and then everyone used them. And it was just quicker. It was just quicker and easier to use the calculator. Why is this not just like another calculator? You won't rely on it to, to give you, tell you important things, but you will rely on it to give you the square root of 555. Yeah, because I knew how to work out the answer, I could use a machine to do it faster. But only because I knew and I could pass judgment on whether the answer was correct. When we submit ourselves to an answer that we are not competent to judge, then we renounce ourselves as intelligent beings as far as, as, as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's a bit like, you know, will you ever learn to drive a car if you only use Ubers? Now, someone might argue that we don't ever need to drive a car. That is a potential outcome. Okay. But, yes. but, you know, I would prefer to know what I'm doing and then utilize technology rather than ask technology in absolute ignorance of what might come out. And I think, thankfully, whenever these things are pitted one against another, you find a human being occasionally wins because, you know, it's given sufficient time to do so. When I say it, I'm referring to the human being. (laughs) I mean, I do take your point. There's a sort of level of kind of misunderstanding about it. There's a very funny thing in the New Yorker this morning. It's a story which says, I have questions for chat GPT. Hi, chat. A friend gifted me a fancy designer bucket hat that she swore she didn't want anymore. And then we had a misunderstanding and she ghosted my birthday party. And I blocked her and put a potato in her tailpipe. And I slept with her (laughs) ex. Can our friendship be saved? And if not, do I have to give back the hat? (laughs) 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 Well, eat your heart out, chat GPT. (laughs) Answer that if you can. (laughs) I think it is, as long as we... Recognize it for what it is. It's a very yes. useful tool and, a, and an information gatherer and sorterer, but it's not a thinker and it will not invent anything. And it can mislead you. And I'll tell you how. So this week I wrote a column about using will chat GPT transform the investment advisory business? So I took three stocks and I asked chat GPT whether chat GPT would recommend them. So of course, the first stock that I asked about was Microsoft, because I just thought it'd be fun because, you know, ChatGPT is owned by Microsoft for ChatGPT to talk down its owner. <laughs> Alas, oh. it, it turns out ChatGPT says that Microsoft is a fabulous stock to buy and you really should buy it immediately, although it's not an advisory tool necessarily. But, but the interesting part was this. 
as a justification, this you know, it was quite sophisticated. As a justification, it said, in the last results, these are the results to 2022, uh, revenue went up by 11% or something like that. So anyway, so I put this into my little story. And of course, I get attacked on, on and, and I made the point, by the way, that actually that wasn't the, the last results that Microsoft had put out. And the subsequent results that Microsoft put out demonstrated revenue decline. <laughs> so, yeah. so then, of course, somebody said to me, did you know that ChatGPT has only collected information up to the end of 2022? And of course, I didn't know that. I thought that I'd caught ChatGPT out, but in fact, I was the ignorant one. No, well, I disagree with your synopsis. I'll tell you, as I said before, you know, only use tools that can help you do something more efficiently, not that can do something on your behalf that you don't understand anyway, okay? And the same applies to investments. Never invest in something you don't understand. It just yeah, will yeah, go wrong. Right. So, so I think we cannot abdicate to chat GDP, but we could use it occasionally to confirm or to do something faster uh, that we know the answer to. I mean, and it is early days. You have to remember, this is very early days. Next year, you know, a lot of these wrinkles are going to be uh, ironed out. Next year, I'll have more wrinkles than Chat GPT will have. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. So now, this is quite interesting. You wanted to talk about some soccer side, I don't know, and another soccer side. And there was like this game and everybody's very interested in it. So do you have a team, a British Premier League team that you support? Yes, I do, and it happens to be Manchester United, and the only foundation for that was that the goalie from Manchester United was a friend of mine at university, at Wits University, he was a South African. So that, that, was, that defined my entry point to, uh, to support. Now, you know, the trouble is I saw a score yesterday, uh, which I thought I didn't realize they played rugby because Liverpool beat Manchester United <laughs> 7-0. And I thought, well, they must have picked up the ball and scored a try and then converted it. So, uh, you know, I naturally assumed uh, that what they'd done is got the thing mixed up. But, uh, you know, at least there was some action in that game. I find soccer entirely boring and the highlights very exciting. But, yeah, I, I do support them and my team's not doing so well and Liverpool thrashed us and I'm deeply depressed about that for, you know, until lunchtime. You know what? I don't follow soccer very closely, but I am intrigued by situations in which things completely fall apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Manchester United is not a bad team. I don't know where they're sitting on the league at the moment, but this was a, a dramatic, extraordinary implosion. And that somehow yeah. reminds you a little of South Africa in some ways, you know. Or yeah, it right. reminds you about yeah. ESCOM, you know. It reminds you how, how easily you go from um, from just on a kind of slight downward trajectory into just losing it completely. Uh, and I wonder whether that's, that's like a, a phenomenon that people understand or, uh, you know, you can, in a soccer game, you can understand why it happens because if you fall three goals behind, well, there's no point in defending at this point, right? The only way you're going to resurrect yourself is, is go all on, an, on attack. Golf's got a scoring mechanism which, which caps the number of shots you should count on a hole unless you're playing medal, but I won't go into that technicality. When you're playing medal, which I had the unfortunate opportunity to do over the weekend, you keep counting until the ball is in the hole. Now, as right. you say, a number of things happen to you. A, you lose faith, and B, you get reckless. Okay, 
and you just start going, oh, well, what the hell? And, and eventually you get to a number which is, you know, beyond, you know, appreciation. And we yeah. all know that, that, that ecosystems gradually decline and then eventually implode. And I think that we find that uh, circumstance really quite close to our reality as we stand here. Anything you look at, anything you open is worse than you imagined it could have been at this stage. And it is yeah. our job to find these things, not to cover them, because we cover them at our peril. Uh, you know, and yeah. so I would be going back briefly to the cabinet, which I would be putting people in charge who seek to discover, expose, and address the truth rather than perpetuate a situation of unjustified comfort. Yeah, I know. It's a good example that you should worry more about small declines than people generally do. Because if you wash away small declines, all of a sudden they can turn into completely unmanageable huge declines. There is a good analogy there somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where it is, but uh, I, I remember reading a long time ago about a tennis player who was in the Wimbledon final and was a good tennis player and then lost a few sets and then just completely imploded. And when she was trying to explain it afterwards, she said, you know, what happened is that there's a whole bunch of things that you do automatically. Yeah. So you're only concentrating on the sort of crucial part of your, your game. You don't have to concentrate on everything else. But yeah. when you lose that confidence, all of a sudden you have to start concentrating on absolutely everything. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Very different to steer right. a ship in the absence of momentum. And that's where we are, actually. Uh, we have an yes, absence yeah, of, there are so many things which in motion are more easily maintained than when they come to a standstill and have to start again. I mean, yeah. manufacturing processes, there are a lot of processes and reticulation and all of these kinds of things which require continuity. I mean, for example, airplanes decay on the ground okay, much more rapidly yes. than they do when they're flying. They have to fly because on the ground no, they're know. too heavy. And in the air, they point, you know, to something because they've got forward thrust and blah, blah, whatever the answer is. There are many things which, in motion, will survive much longer than at rest. There is. Okay. And are much, much more difficult to start than to allow to continue. All righty. Let's finish off just quickly with some dinner skinner on a kind of a sad topic. Did you know Mark Pilgrim? Did, uh, no, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. And, and uh, but, but I've obviously been. You know, reading his stuff, it's it's remarkable. You know, when I sit and read about that kind of bravery, I wonder how I would cope. And I know that's perhaps a selfish thing, but but you can only admire someone who takes on that inevitability and uses it as a tool of encouragement and and bravery. Uh, and and it, it it brings into so you know I applaud such uh, such character in people, and it's wonderful to see, and it does give us hope. I always have wondered whether I would rather know than not know, whether I would rather just drop dead yes. one morning from cause or whether I would know I've got three years or three months to live. And I think dropping dead is by far the better alternative. But when you have yes. ambassadors of living in such dreadful circumstances, it improves humanity, man, to find such beings. Yeah. So just in case people don't know, he was a South African radio and television personality and he died of cancer quite recently and was extraordinarily 
brave as cancer victims often are and it does fill you with remorse and also with admiration uh, all right well the, thanks mark real life lesson the real life lesson is perhaps to live our lives like that anyway yeah. as brave and as positive yeah. as we possibly can without having to uh and you know be under such uh stress yeah sad proud Cool, Mark. Well, thanks very much. Uh, we'll chat next week. And as always, thanks very much to the listeners for your feedback and for your suggestions. Our discussion today on ChatGPT was, in fact, a suggestion from one of our listeners. We have a lot of fun doing this. We're going to keep doing it. And we'd really appreciate it if you rate our podcast on the podcast app that you listen to. Thanks, Matt. See you next week. Cheers. This show is part of the Africa Podcast Network. The biggest pod network on the continent. For sales inquiries, please contact us at info at africapodcastnetwork.com.